Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good morning, all my friends. We are back at it after a long hiatus for In the Cup. Compliments of DrRoto.com. Get out your insurance cards. Get out your co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Adam White, how are you? It's been a while. Danger. I'm doing great, buddy. Glad to be back on the air with you. Hopefully my cats will stay off the table so we can get this done. But he's so pretty. It's okay. He's so pretty. I love it. All right, buddy. Well, what we have on tap today in the cup is uh, we're playing at the TPC Scottsdale. We're heading out to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Traditionally, this has been kind of the kickoff to the big names joining the tour for the year, but with a couple of um, feature signature events, as they call them, that have popped up earlier, we actually kind of have a reduced field today. What do you think of that? I actually kind of like it. Um, you're right. It's been kind of that lead up to the season really getting going. It's almost like the NBA around Christmas time where you're like, all right, I know it's been going, but now it's really time to start paying attention. Uh, but we got a decent field, a couple guys dropped out, but I think that can lead to uh, more of an advantage for us since we know where the condensed ownership is going to be. We can pivot strategically. I like it. So this course is, you know, it's it's fairly long, I guess, at par 71. Uh, elevation brings that down a little bit, but I understand there's some cold weather front coming in. Might keep the ball flight down a little bit. Are you uh, concerned at all about weather or is it just good to go? Yeah, it's not really changing my strategy at all. But yeah, traditionally, you know, the ball goes about 20 yards further off the tee at this particular course due to elevation and firm fairways. But um, I'm not changing my strategy based on a little bit of uh, of colder than than seasonally expected weather in the desert. Uh, but I think we got some good stat categories to look at and, and see if we can identify some good plays for the week. I like it. Well, you can read uh, Alicia Hunt or uh, at Hunt in Millions on uh, Twitter or X, however you want to call it, her article over at drroto.com. And she has highlighted some of her favorite plays. And her key stats are driving distance and accuracy, um, shots gained around the green, putting on POA, approach and off the tee. Um, I like it. I uh, I got a lot of guys that uh, I, I'm really looking forward to you helping me break down. Let's start with the overwhelming favorite, not only in the odds, not only in the PGA rankings, but also all of my simulations and optimizers tell me that Scotty Scheffler, even at 40% ownership, has got to be played. It almost feels that way. Two-time defending champ. Uh, he played well last week, kind of struggled on the greens on Saturday, which might be the final round. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to take Scotty out of your lineups. Um, just expanding a little bit on some of the strategy for categories, like birdie or better percentage is always one that I want to look at. Um, and this course is actually more difficult to hit it close on your approach shots than almost any on tour. So proximity to the hole is usually a little bit further away than your typical um, week to week. So I like the guys that can really get hot with the irons and create a lot of opportunities. Scotty's obviously one of those guys. Like Scotty, he's, he's the best iron player um, pretty much in the game at this point. And if his putter can heat up a little bit, he's got a new flat stick this year from Olsen Manufacturing. And uh, yeah, if he, if he putts, I mean, he'll be top three if not win. So Hard to get away from him, but we'll talk about kind of going to a little more of a balanced lineup here to uh, to sure. the traditional or the most common kind of roster construction this week. And that's really the key to DFS. Uh, first of all, is getting all six through the cut. 
That's that's number one, right? And the big problem is, is when you take a guy like Scotty, even though I love him, and if I'm playing more than one lineup, he's going to be in most of them. Um, the problem being is when you take the guy all the way at the top, it kind of gets you pigeonholed in the same pivots as everyone else. And that's where it really kind of struggles. So let's look at some other guys at the top. How about Sam Burns? He's a local guy. This is his local course. He's getting a lot of love, uh, but his ownership still projects, um, you know, reasonably at 12 to 13 percent right now. Yeah, I do like Burns. There's reasons to like him. We talked about pre-show. It's a course where course history tends to repeat itself. If you've played well here a few times in the past, you tend to play well again. It's not quite to the level of Augusta, but it's not too far off either. So you got to like Burns. But again, he's one of those guys, especially with Hovland and with uh, Xander withdrawing. We know where the ownership's going to go up top. It's going to be on Scheffler. It's going to be on Burns. It's going to be on JT. So because of that, I do like some pivots a bit more. Um, I can't give you any statistical reasons why we wouldn't like Burns, but I really do like Spieth as a pivot up top. Um, I think he's a guy who's shown upside here. He's got that course history. He didn't putt well last week, but this is an easier than average putting um, course than than most on tour. So I think it's one where he can kind of write the ship on the greens. And add- a lot of birdies and create some opportunities. So we he's much better pivot up top. Absolutely. We used to do this show a lot together. And um, basically, our strategy had always been who's got the approach, who's going to put it close, and who can just have a good week putting. Um, and that's one of, that's one of some money when we've taken guys whose uh, putter hasn't been great, but put it together for a round when everything else looked good. And I agree with you. I think that's a Jordan Spieth kind of week for me. Um, the other guy that uh, pops up at the top quite a bit, there's two of them really, uh, Max Homa, who uh, really fits this course perfectly in Sung JM. Talk to me about them. Yeah, Sung Jay is one of those guys that you, I think you can rely on him this week to, to most likely finish top 20, if not top 10. Um, he's going to garner some ownership as well. So he's got a pretty decent course history here. Um, he's just a very consistent player throughout his game. He doesn't have any significant strengths where he's like elite top five, top 10 in the field, but he also doesn't have any weaknesses. He's always going to be above average in all categories. So he's a guy I think will be there at the end of the week. Just for me, he doesn't tend to make enough birdies uh, week to week. And with the ownership being where it is, I like a guy more like more like Sahith than I do him. Um, and Homa, just the, the form, the, the history, the most recent form, he struggled mightily at Pebble last week and he's a no-cal guy. So that kind of surprised me. Um, especially off the tee. That's usually where he's where he's um, strong, and that's, that was a struggle last week. It's also where you need to be strong this week. Um, so he's just not quite checking those boxes for me. He's, he's tend to, He tends to be a form player. So I don't see Homa bouncing back this week. The guys are like in the 9K range. Spieth and Sahith makes a ton of birdies. Contended here two years ago. Finishing, I think he finished third, but he was right there until the very last um, two holes were hit in the water on 17. So Sahith is a guy who's... You got to expect him to win here pretty soon. I think this is a week where he could contend. Yeah, uh, you know, Doc likes Thigala quite a bit. Um, I think uh, Alicia wrote him up as well in the article, and uh, he, he's played well so far. Uh, let's talk about a couple of people that I've seen pop up in uh, probably too high of a salary range for me. We've got uh, Eric Cole um, jumping up to 8.5. Now he's he's had a pretty good run to start the year, but I feel like 8.5's a little high for him. And also Wyndham Clark, I think he's going to get some attention for being the winner of last week. Uh, And he's got all the way up to 9K. And to me, it's just too much for both of those guys. I agree with you. I think with with Wyndham, first of all, it was an incredible round on Saturday. To shoot 60 on that golf course with a bogey is just Mm -hmm. 
otherworldly good for those other 17 holes. But uh, with that being the case, it's going to be hard to ride that momentum, I think, into this week. We've talked in the past, too, about the, the partying aspect of this week <laughs> in, uh, in Phoenix. You mean the um, Wasted Management Open? Yeah, it could it could definitely be appropriately renamed there, especially with the 16th hole being a little wild. But yeah, I'm with you on the fades on both those guys. Um, I think, you know, I look at golfers like stocks, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of attention on um, Eric Cole. There's going to be a good bit of attention on uh, Wyndham Clark. So I think it's a good time to pivot to some guys, you know, will have lower ownership with at least as good, if not better uh, opportunities to contend this week. Um, so I'm with you on the phase of both of those. One guy that really uh, stands out to me right between those two guys, as far as price goes, is Benny Um He's become a, a longer hitter over the years. He's contended here in the past. He's got a good course history. And his game's trending well. He's, he uh, contended at Sony a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, a few weeks back now. But yeah, he's got everything you would want out of out of a player um, as far as the, the strengths of his game. He's a long hitter, plays well on par fives, which is going to be vital this week um yeah i love benny on at 8.8 i don't know what his ownership's looking like but i know it's gonna be lower than a lot of those guys so i'll pivot to him all day yeah he's gonna be uh you know he's gonna be a top 15 top 20 owned player but that's okay because it's so concentrated at the top between scheffler and thomas that it doesn't really matter as long as you can uh, pivot down there so let's get into uh some mid-range value plays and uh let me pull up my thoughts here um probably my favorite play of the week coming in at 7,900 Siwoo Kim. Uh, he was super hot a few years back. He's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but at 7,900 uh, I've got him in a top 20 finish. And I think 7,900 for a top 20 finish and making the cut is a slam dunk. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the top 20, but he's not a guy that I'm playing this week, but he's mm-hmm. definitely a boomer bust type of player that, um, yeah, when he when he's playing well, he can legitimately contend or win on any given week. So I can't hate on you for that pick. Um, it's just not where I'm landing sort of in that range this week. Um, he's just not quite long enough and precise enough with the um, with the irons for me. So the optimizers I've been kind of playing with getting ready for the week uh, keep spitting out in that same range at eight flat, Bo Hostler. I don't know much about Bo. Tell me about Bo. Yeah, so Bo's the guy. He's... He's had to really grind as a pro, but he's gotten a little bit better each year, uh, really across the board. And he's the guy I was on last week at Pebble, had a good top 20 finish there. Um, I don't think he's the guy that's going to flash and shoot, you know, 64, 63 at any given round. But I think he'll kind of plot his way around, shoot three, four, five under each each day if he's going to contend and sort of be there in the mix at the end. Um, yeah, I don't mind him. He's a very good iron player, uh, plays a pretty consistent draw. Decent off the tee. That's the one concern I'd have is that he's not a great player off the tee, so he's not going to create those opportunities to hit par fives and two, um, like some of the guys we've talked about and a couple that we're about to. But, yeah, I don't mind Hostler. He's like a safe, solid play. You know what you're going to get out of him. I'd be shocked if you missed the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I could not – I couldn't steer you away from him depending on what you need out of that at that position in your lineup. Sure. Now, because I like guys like Spieth, JT Poston, Sam Burns, Max Homa, I'm going to find myself digging deep probably for two of my six roster spots. So talk to me about mid-7,000s and uh, ultra bargains that have a good shot of making that cut for me so I can build a little stars and scrubs. So if you're looking to go Scheffler up top, obviously you got to hit some guys in the 6K range, low 7Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, personally, I think I'm going to go with the balanced lineup this week and just risk it that Scotty doesn't finish 
so high that he has to be in your optimal lineup for the week. Uh, but if you're going Scotty up top and then you want to pair him with one of those guys like Burns, Homa, somebody in that 9K range, I actually like Taylor Montgomery a lot at 7.4. So super long hitter can get really, really hot with the flat stick. He's actually a consistently good putter. So if you're not going to be able to hit the ball as close at this course, you want guys who can make putts in that 10 to 20 foot range. Uh, Montgomery does that for me. And then Jake Knapp is a guy who uh, a couple weeks ago at Torrey, he he finished three straight rounds um, gaining strokes off the tee on approach and mm-hmm. and on and around the greens, which is very, very difficult to do. So he's a guy that looks like he's got the game to and he's very long. So he's a guy that could could put up a lot of birdies for you, not just make the cut, but actually finish, you know, top 20, 25 and draft game scoring at six point nine. Um, so those are a couple of my favorite sort of bargain plays this week to offer you a lot of upside. I like it. So another site that I like to use besides um, uh, paydirt simulations at uh, paydirtdfs.com, uh, I really like using uh, Data Golf. Have you gone through Data Golf? Uh, yeah. I'm not a paid user. I just see like the the stuff we all can just go to and look at the top, and it kind of breaks down their favorite categories for the course. Uh, a couple of guys that pop kind of above their price range, uh, Brennan Todd, Denny McCarthy, both are top 10 in the, you know, just the generic rankings on their page. And they're both in the mid 7,000 runs here. Can you get behind either of those guys? I could get behind McCarthy over Todd. Um, mm-hmm. He's gotten a lot longer off the tee over the years. He creates a little more opportunities than he used to, but he's, he's got to relies on his putter. You know, McCarthy's known for being a, a great putter year in, year out on tour you know, top five, top 10 guy on the entire tour. So yeah, any given week on easier greens like this, he could make a boatload of those, you know, 12 to 20 foot putts that we're talking about. So McCarthy's a guy that I'm sure he'll have reasonable ownership. He's a name that's sort of been on people's radar. Um, since last year, we had a great run in the summer, but uh, yeah, I could get on board with him. Brennan Todd, I think I have a bad taste in my mouth from last week. I was on him last week and he kind of just fizzled out. So um, I'm going to use that recency bias against him. And uh, uh, you're not alone, Lair. Uh, my simulations that uh, I, I run have him as one of the biggest negative leverage plays of the week. Yeah, so. I just don't see anything he does that really. He's a plotter. When you when you have a shorter course like Pebble, where he can mm-hmm. take advantage of a lot of players hitting approach shots from the same range, same distance range, great. But he's not going to create a lot of eagle opportunities or two pot birdie opportunities on par fives. Right. Um, he's just not a guy that excites me this week. I got two tipsy picks for you. And then we'll we'll, we'll try to get out of here unless you want to talk about any other guys. Um, A couple of big leverage plays. Now I call leverage plays, you know, low ownership, low salary, uh, and an ability to, you know, probably not uh, make the top 20, but uh, make a cut. And that's what you need out of your guys in the 6K range, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, my two tipsy picks of the week, my friend, Vincent Norman, Victor Perez. You know what? I actually love that Victor Perez pick. We hadn't talked about him at all, but he is a longer hitter. Um, when he's on, he has the skill set that would definitely suit this course. So I'm more with you on Perez. I think Norman's a, a very good player, and I, I like where your head's at trying to get on him before he starts showing some form. You always want to be early to the party instead of late, um, especially, you know, being an older guy who's a dad. You want to exit the party a little early, but. Um, but yeah, I like Norman a lot as a, as a long-term, uh, prospect. I just like his game. So I don't mind getting on him right now. And then Perez for sure. I mean, he's got the skill set, like we said, where he's going to create opportunities in those par fives. Anybody can get hot with a flat stick and he, he shows some good form on the DP mm-hmm. world tour. All right. Then I got uh, one more guy for you and then I'm <laughs> out of players. 
unless uh, you want to talk about anybody else before we get out of here. Uh, talk to me about Matt Kuchar. Now, that's a name who used to kind of hang out at the top of the playing field for a long time. Um, he's been around forever. Like we talked about in the opening, this course has been played 37 years in a row. He knows it. He's been here. He's only 7K. Can you do it? I'm not personally going to do it, but it's one of those that I'm probably going to fade. And then by Friday, I'll be looking at it like, of course, he's like easily within the cut line and would have been a good value play. You know, he's yeah. just, he's one of those types of guys. I'm looking for the right skill set because I'm trying to win a GPP. And right. I don't feel like he's going to be the guy that you have to have in your lineup in that value range. I'd rather take a chance on a guy like Knapp that we talked about. Yep. Or or honestly, Norman or Perez. So Kucher, I understand why you mentioned him. I'm sure he pops up on some models. Very good wedge player. So could use that route to take advantage of the par fives. But mm -hmm. Just not a guy that I'm looking to looking to target this week myself. I got you. All right. Give me your favorite top end play, your favorite mid play, and your favorite bargain play, sir. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm actually gonna go with Jordan Spieth as my favorite top end play. He's at 9.5. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of his a lot of the ownership's gonna go to his good pal JT as well as Burns Homa. And then of course Scotty Scheffler up top. We know those guys are gonna be JT and, and Scheffler above 30% ownership. Um, mid range, I don't think you can consider. Would you consider 8.8 .8 a mid range play? Sure, yeah, Benny on then. Um, I do think he's going to contend this week. He's been due, I think he's due for a win, and this could be the week that he gets it. Um, if his putter heats up at all, I love Benny on and then value play. I actually love Taylor Montgomery. That's that's the guy at 7.4, I think, gives you top 10 upside as far as DraftKings scoring this week. He's probably going to make a double bogey or two this week because he loves doing that. <laughs> but he's going to make a lot of birdies and some and some eagles potentially to make up for it. So that would be my trio uh, as far as top end, mid range, and then value plays. I like it. I am with you on Jordan Spieth. I had him locked in as soon as I saw the lineup and I saw the two top ends uh, back out. I'm going to get a little discount on him than uh, Thomas and uh, Scheffler. I'm going to go down to 7,900, and I've talked about him like five times. Uh, Siwoo Kim, he's my guy in that mid-range. And then I think I'm going to lock in Victor Perez, and I'm going to play into the high 8Ks for the rest of my uh, lineup. Yeah. I'm Again, you have to be prepared to lose it all on any given yes. week if you try to win a GPP, right? I mean, yes, we could put together some lineups with a condensed player field and with higher ownership where you're probably going to have a good chance to mend cash, but... If you're going to win this week, I'm not going to say you have to fade Scheffler and JT because they are good bets to contend. But if you want to differentiate, you got 150 some players in the in the field, right? If we start if we start with Spieth and stay in that mid range, you know Spieth, Sahith, Benny on those are three guys I'm looking at starting with, um, and then you kind of go down to that 7K to a couple guys in the top end of the 6K range we've talked about. I don't know. I think that gives you a pretty unique. Um, player pool relative to what the majority is going to have and gives you a chance to win, which that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do, my friends. Well, do. thank you very much, Adam, for your time today. Make sure everybody goes and checks out drrota.com. Just because football is about to be over doesn't mean we don't have college basketball. We have NBA picks. We have two of the best NHL minds in DFS with uh, Mark and, and Kickman. And uh, obviously uh, the crew enjoys golf as well. We're always here. Uh, baseball is about to kick off. So go check out drrodo.com and we'll check in that. Check in next time. 
Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.